Dearly beloved, we are gathered today to witness the joining of two loves. Welcome to The Corner Booth, our weekly podcast where we discuss all things weddings, relationships, and everyday quandaries. We're your hosts, Cynthia and Megan, two wedding professionals that have seen it all and are here to help you through it. So grab your favorite beverage and let's, let's get, get cozy. cozy. Did you did you get my Snapchat yesterday? <laughs> nope, not about. So I was I was in I'm the interested to hear. <laughs> yeah, I was in the groom suite pinning flowers on the dad mm. and the. Did I send that to you? Yes. Okay. Um, I was pinning flowers <laughs> on the groom's on the dad and the groom, and I looked over at one point, and there's one of the groomsmen. He took off his shirt and his pants, whatever, oh. and he was the most chiseled, beautiful man I've ever seen. Did you but tell I. Him? No, I couldn't make eye contact with him because I think I he would have impregnated me if I just oh. even made eye contact with this man. Um, but then, all they, right, Mike. And then they all got dressed, and I don't know which one it was. No. You, you didn't no recognize way. him. But if he took off his shirt, I know I'd recognize. At those the end ads. of the night, when they do the piano man, none of them took their shirts off last night or piano man. What? Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was very, very much a relief. Oh, yeah, I couldn't just, handle that at that point <laughs> in the night. I was. Very sober too, so I'm like, uh. what is it too that why pa- like groomsmen take their pants off a lot too? I don't know. Do they still do that at weddings? Yeah, I feel like yeah, oh, like, like all of them. It's a Midwest thing. I thought okay. it was for a movie. It's not. It's just. It started apparently with the Tommies, like like St. Thomas, and then it progressed, and now it's just like a thing. Really? Oh, it's a St. Thomas. I did thing. weddings for like seven years, and I never saw anybody take. But I also left by like was, 8 yeah. p.m. I was gonna say you were there the other night yeah, yeah no. no I left <laughs> I used to bring Jocelyn to like my work things when I had a real job I would bring, <laughs> real job. I would bring her with me to like my work happy hours and I brought her over to Madison Lake to the Lucky Lure she was absolutely toasted it was right around Halloween time and so she was quiet for like four minutes and then she just quietly slipped outside and not then, of embarrassment that's for sure and then she just poked her head back in the bar was like I'm gonna need some help out here and I walked out and she's got a goddamn blow up alien costume and she's like I can't get the fan going I was like you know they have those motorized <laughs> why did you have it it's close it was to Halloween. Halloween, so it was like oh, that, yeah. that, that alien that looks like it's holding the person. Oh yeah, and it wobbles. Oh, so you need the fan to get it going. I also uh-huh, uh-huh. wore it at the end of the Mankato Marathon. I would oh, put it did. on to cross the, the, the finish, finish line. line. Not that I ran the entire. I love marathon it. Myself, I was like, wow, you clear. do marathons. Um, I did the marathon relay with three other gals, oh, and my. after I ran the first leg, Jenna actually had to, I had to me. scrape her up off the pavement <laughs> and bring me to my hot like, tub with like, couldn't move my legs. Put her in a wheelbarrow and throw her into the hot tub. These are facts. <laughs> you guys, things are very difficult for us. Things oh. are entertaining and I Honestly, want to be there for it. Yes. This sounds amazing. This sounds like so much fun. Our our team name was called Running Up a Tab. And the best part <gasps> funny, is Funny, I love that. Right? Funny. Um, because we weren't very good, but then they got the timing wrong 
and we accidentally won the medal and there I won't say names but there was a girl that we all know so in very Mankato. fit gal very fit very serious gal and their team definitely beat us but they weren't getting a medal and she lost her mind she oh, when no. we went up we were stage. just trying to drink beer at the picnic table Right, and, and you're like, she, we weren't expecting. She came, came up to over. my team and said, "Take off your medals; those belong to us." She did, no joke. Mm. And we said, oh, "Okay, here you yeah. go. Here you go. go. We were very medals. scared. Like, we are not going to display these anywhere." Yeah, we're like, we don't. I am 41 years old. I don't hang them in my bedroom anymore. <laughs> it's similar to when Jocelyn and I won a golf tournament very recently. Several, well, that this the, the one I'm referring to is several years ago when I had never actually picked up a golf club. I think I picked up and threw the ball more than I actually used the golf club to hit it. And you won? And we won. But we to be fair, this last year we actually did win a golf tournament mm-hmm. very fair and square. And a man yelled at us inside Shoreland. He's like, "There's no way you won that tournament." I was like, oh, it was cold. Like it was men and female. Oh yeah, it was mostly men. Um, but we also had Jenna's husband, who's oh, a very she very married pro. an excellent golfer. Mm, they are perks. Really huh? they are yeah, perks. yeah, for sure. I mean, when I golf, I got maybe six holes in me at the most, and then and I am board. done, done. Mm-hmm. And I just like to drink and do the golf cart. Oh, so do we. That's all. We like to drive the cart. Yeah. I, I did, like to run sometimes. I did. <laughs> she does. Get a little workout in. <laughs> See the booth. Jocelyn has videos. <laughs> I did love when I worked, like, my other job. We would do the... We would sponsor holes, and then all we would do is oh, hit yeah, the hole and just, just play. bullshit drink. with people and mm-hmm. drink, and it was so much fun. I know. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like we should do that this year instead of actually playing. I feel like we should sit at the holes, yeah, and sponsor them. Yeah, you should. And just have the, the most. We would have that. so much fun. I mean, we have to pay. We could interview. Yeah, but we could <laughs> interview, interview people, people as they're coming yeah, in. at the yeah. hole. Dude, that would let's be do good. like it'll be like Hannah Burner on yes. the street or like Billy on the street, but TCB on the street. I love that. Mm-hmm. We I have like them. That. We have. We don't need bat. We just need batteries to run the system. Right. You just hold them. Yep. All right. Invite us to your hole that you sponsor, and then right, we'll, we'll get you on the calendar. <laughs> we'll do that. Perfect. I think that'd be so fun. So fun. Well, I guess we should okay. get started. Yes. Otherwise, yeah. we can probably just tangent the whole time. <laughs> It'll be like our first episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, mm. Welcome to our booth. Thanks for having us. Please. So excited. Yeah. Um, who are you guys? I'm Jenna Moore with Remax Dynamic Agents. I am Jocelyn Mansky. She used to be Jenna Mansky. Thank you. <laughs> we are no longer related. Yeah. No, never were. We actually never were. That's okay, though. <laughs> I work for Friends and Bank and Trust down in Lower North Mankato. Been there about seven years now. I have been a real estate agent for three, almost like two a T. Yeah. Ooh. Well, happy anniversary ish. Thank you. Yeah. yeah it is. <laughs> Big life change. Yeah. <laughs> What did okay? So yeah, what did you do before? So I was a wedding coordinator there for seven go. years. Yep, at uh, the Country Inn and Suites, and then I moved on to Conducts International. It was a manufacturer that it, that I'm like trying to think of like what I did. I was the marketing director. She met me for lunch most every most day. days. <laughs> I was the marketing director for Conducts International. It's a manufacturer that makes the equipment that installs fiber optic equipment. I was very manly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knew a lot of trade things. 
Um, anyway, so I was the marketing coordinator there, but my family has been in real estate for 16, 17, 18 years. Um, and my dad owns the brokerage, the Remax brokerage here in town. And my sister works there. My brother works there. My aunt, my cousin, there's a lot of us, there's a lot of us realtors, (laughs) um, in the family and we all work for that brokerage. It's honestly, it's a ton of fun. Oh yeah. We really, really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super Did you... What, what were your years that you worked at Country Inn? Um, okay, so I graduated college in 07. Um, so I started like the day after I graduated. Oh. And I worked there until, I'm trying to think, my last wedding I think was August 14th of 2014, 13. Yeah, Sorry. somewhere it, in there. It was right around the time that I was I was working for Dinsmore Photography because yes. I remember running into like yep. a handful of times. There. And it was around, it was probably gosh, a year or so before like the Capitol Room became life because Dan and I had talked about it. We opened in 2017 and we started construction in 2016. So it probably was like maybe two years, but it was maybe. Okay. Yeah. Cause Dan and I had had a lot of conversations just about how to go about everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I really liked that part of my life, but as a mom, then it became too difficult um, mm. to try to manage the late nights and then early mornings with kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. definitely. So that's why you changed yeah. your trajectory? I did. Um, okay. But yeah, so that means you, know, you never worked with Chris because he came. No, that would have been after me. Yeah. But I liked it because, you know, being a part of weddings, you're a part of somebody's like intimate parts of their life, right? Mm-hmm. Like something so important. And I kind of feel that same way when it comes to real estate, that you're a part of somebody's family for this whole journey. Um, well, and you're not... I was having these thoughts yesterday. You're not just like their wedding planner or your coordinator. Or you're not just their realtor. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like their therapist. Too. You are. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, like, you're the one that, mm-hmm. that they call when they're having moments and they're getting nervous or that needs mm-hmm. to talk them off a ledge or you needs to coax them a little bit. Um, explain things. You're kind of a mom. You're a little bit of a therapist, You're, yeah. but you're also like a best friend, you know, when they really need somebody just to talk to. I've, it's been a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. then you have the moms that complain to you and then you have the daughters that complain to you and you have oh, the yeah. sons that complain mm-hmm. to you and you just have, you have everything and you're like, oh, I can't See, take sides. <laughs> we get the dads, we get the dads who walk through the houses and you know, they obviously oh. know. Oh yeah, you get the opposite spectrum. We're like, yeah, things. dads only care about the bar and we that's when the they dads, like pipe up yeah. <laughs> or yep. money. But money. you get, yeah. Walking through, nothing is ever good enough for <laughs> like their daughter or son, right? Which is fair. I mean, mm-hmm. as a parent, I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have a little bit of background on it at least to know like how to handle them. Yep. Okay, so will you each tell us what you, like your day-to-day, like what you do and like how, you're, how you guys are different in your day-to-days? Yeah, too. you go ahead, Jazz. <laughs> We're I'll, very different. I'll <laughs> jump right in since I go to the office every morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a baker. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, um, I get up, I get to the office between like 8, 8.30, Especially now it's like, seems like 7.30 because it's house buying season. So everyone wants to get pre-approved every hour of the day. And Mm -hmm. that's totally fine because I'm used to working all day and night. That's why we bring our laptops home with us, have our cell phones on at all times. Um, Jenna's very aware. She gets a buyer that's out there looking at a house. She very well could shoot me a text or say, hey, you know, let's get this person pre-approved if they're not already. Um, Yeah, but so I'll spend most of my mornings doing appointments with those folks if they want to stop in and, and meet. A lot of times, most people get pre-approved online, and I think that's what's kind of scary for first-time home buyers that don't understand. Like, I don't want to go to a bank. 
Yeah. Even though our bank is brand new and hip and cool. <laughs> and there's approximately three to four bars in very close walking in proximity the <laughs> of the area. If they'd like to meet for a happy hour to get pre-approved, we do you that do sometimes. that? <laughs> yep, we but. are very good at tag teaming those appointments. Yeah. <laughs> Go look at a house. Oh, and Jenna's like sitting down with a client, and then all of a sudden Josh just strolls <laughs> just in, just like, out. oh my gosh, you guys are looking to buy a house, you need to be pre-approved. It's so all <laughs> bizarre. Weird. How bizarre. How bizarre. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was really high-pitched. Yeah, so, um, yep, lots of people do their online applications, send me their W-2s, pay stubs, those sorts of things. Sometimes it's just nicer to meet with home, first-time home buyers in person. Um, right. Just to kind of talk through all the options. I mean, a lot of people don't understand you can do a variety of loans, rural development, anything outside of the technically like Mankato, North Mankato area, mostly qualifies in general for rural development, 0% down financing. So you don't need any money to come to the table. You could have the seller, you know, ask them to pay some of your closing costs. We have some first time home buyer grants with some um, like up to 7,500 of grant funds that could go towards your first time home buyer um, purchase. And, um, yeah. So anyways, very easy to do. So if you're a first time home buyer, you get pre-approved. Um, if you have already bought a house, do you, when, at what point do you have to get pre-approved again? You should still do it in theory mm -hmm. right away when you're ready to start looking for that next level home. Yeah. Because it not only tells you, you know, how much you can afford, what it looks like. You should know like kind of what your down payment is. You should know what type of financing you're doing because Typically, you know, if you are a first-time homebuyer, you're probably using one of those government-funded programs like an FHA or a rural development loan that works a lot differently than a conventional loan. And so it's really important to talk to a lender before you start house hunting. As a realtor, I do not like breaking people's hearts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so if we go into a home and somebody falls in love before they talk to a lender and really know like what program they're falling in, where mm -hmm. their credit score sits, how much they have for a down payment, mm -hmm. it makes things really difficult to be like, unfortunately, you can't buy this. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and then having to kind of shift um, gears and move into something different. But it, I don't know. I mean, don't you feel like it's it's best to start that right away? Yes. And if you have a good realtor that you want to work with, the first step that they're going to take you to is talking to a bank mm -hmm. immediately. I do not like to show houses without that lender approval. And it's not because I don't believe you. It's not because I don't think you can get approved. It's because I want to know what type of loan you're working with, what your budget calls for. I know all the market details. So if you're approved up to, say, 400000 I know that the market is hot. It's probably a pretty dang good idea to stay like in that 375 to 390 range, knowing mm -hmm. that there's going to be multiple offers and we mm -hmm. need to put our best foot forward. If we're going out and looking at $425,000 houses and you fall in love, honey, you're not going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you can't know? go up. Yeah. And, and it hurts. Mm -hmm. Like it's really hard to fall in love with a house and then have to backtrack. Mm -hmm. So have, have that conversation with your agent your agent will tell you what those proper steps are. Yeah. And then they make a battle plan. Mm -hmm. You have yeah. to make sure that there's a plan. And so when people, I hear it all the time where they're like, okay, if you're pre-approved for this much, doesn't mean you should be looking for a house. So just because you are right. pre-approved for 400,000 yep. and you said like, okay, let's do, you know, the 375 or so a little bit lower, right. just so you have a little wiggle room. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the cusp on that of saying, like, maybe you shouldn't go for the 400000 So what we use is, is debt to income. And Jocelyn mm -hmm. can speak a little bit more about that. 
um, because they just use a very arbitrary kind of fraction or percentage of what your income is, but they don't always see like the day-to-day expenditures. Maybe you are a family that has kids in every single activity. Maybe your grocery Mm -hmm. bills are wild. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're a part of other organizations that really pull a lot of money. Lenders don't see that. And so they'll give you a very general idea or percentage of what you can afford. But as a family, you really do have to decide if that's workable. But that's again, why you talk Mm -hmm. to a lender first, because they will, they'll mark all that out for you. Yep. Jenna's absolutely right. So when we're looking at debt to income ratios, and if someone's listening to this and they're like, I wonder what mine is, you could kind of jot on paper, what are your monthly bills Mm -hmm. that you are required to pay? And I'm talking about credit cards, car loan payments, Student loans. Student loans are a big thing right now. Target. Most investors mm-hmm. are going to stay. That's not a Target. student loan, Cynthia. Yeah. yeah. Target isn't a, isn't a student but loan. But it is a debt each month. <laughs> I would like to buy school supplies from Target. So there you go. Um, but she's absolutely right. But real quick with the student loan piece, what's, what's difficult is that right now a lot of people are not obviously required to pay on their student loans. They're all mm-hmm. deferred, right? However, lenders have to still consider a monthly payment. So again, in general, you, you, maybe you do already have some income-based payments that they already have set for your budget, that that's what your monthly payment is. Otherwise, we have to use 1%. There's some investors that use half percent. So those are just some percent things. Percent of your total debt in student loans? Yep. So each student loan, you take 1% mm-hmm. of the full amount, yep. which each one, you know, take 1% of that, and then you can divide it in half. And they're, they're if you have a lot, then sometimes yeah. they still certainly add up. Mm-hmm. But those are those are just things to keep in consideration of just of the things that we are required to use in your debt to income ratio. These do not include those extra things that Jenna's talking about. You know, do you do you want to be house poor? Do you, what do you what do you spend on groceries, utilities, all those things? So we always are encouraging folks to look at their whole monthly budget mm-hmm. and where they want to be. Yeah. yeah, I just think that yeah, starting your process on that right foot is probably the most important piece to that puzzle. Mm-hmm. If you are hiring an agent, like really worth their, you know, grit and hiring a lender who knows what they're doing. So these two, I right mean, here. You hire, <laughs> Jenna I don't want a name from Remax Dynamic Agents. <laughs> you guys need Chuck a duo Lansky. name. Friends of Megan Trust. We do need well, a Well, we used to be yeah. the, we used to be the Mansky Sandwich. Mansky Sandwich. Uh, <sighs> Unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. Undecided. But I got married, so now I have high more. hopes to move on from the main <laughs> as well. I was going to say me. <laughs> but now it's just Jenna and Jazz. We kind of just go together. I mean, there's right? like two J's and there was two M's. Maybe right. I mean, you still have an M. But M's. Yeah, if you could maybe modify the last <laughs> name to start with M, that would be really convenient. Oh, okay. Maybe, you know, there are people... Who marries somebody and they just come up with a whole new last Yeah, you just yeah. have to do an M. Combine yeah. it together. Yeah. Just there change you. it to like the more. I I feel like yeah, just do more. Yeah, just <laughs> do more. Oh. Yeah, just both assume our last name. <laughs> I'll we, talk to him about wait, that. Okay, okay. Let's, let's go back to how <laughs> hard well, your realtor, Jenna. <laughs> let's wait. go back to how much we work so hard for our clients. That <laughs> together. One time, we, we actually... For example, oh an FHA gosh. loan, you can't have chipping paint. So Jenna and I decided to go out to this particular property to scrape the chipping paint and we, repair it all ourselves. Right. All right. We were in over our heads. We did not there know was, you're supposed to vacuum up the chip. We had, <laughs> we had to vacuum the lawn. 
<laughs> oh, the paint was outside of the house? Yeah. yeah. It was like on the garage. Was, and so we're like, you know what? That's This is going to be super hard. Yeah. We, as your little tag team, right. we're going to go ahead and scrape. We're going to get you across yes. the finish line. Um, and so we went out. We started scraping things. We were With a cooler repaint. of beer. We had a cooler <laughs> of beer. Say, I hope there was beverages. Yeah. And then she called her FHA investor to ask a couple clarifying questions. And he was <laughs> We've like, done the work. <laughs> he was like, there cannot be any paint chips. I vacuumed the lawn. I vacuumed the grass. Hey, okay. If I could be a neighbor just watching out the window, I'm that would sure. be so great. Two there tiny blonde women just It was in a small town, too. It was the hit of the town. People were driving by and slowing down. They're like, when we went to the Muni. Oh, God, was this in Mapleton? Of course it was. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so they were judging you hardcore. <laughs> but it wasn't Bushlight either. <laughs> But the important piece is having people who have your back, right? Yes, that's what we're focusing on here. Yes. <laughs> that can be your slogan. We'll chip paint, we'll vacuum and chip paint for you. I don't you. ever want to do that again. We're not doing that anymore. I don't, but I have painted my fair share of, of houses or trim pieces, you know, those little things. So, like, going into FHA, the the listeners that you have are kind of probably in that first-time home buyer phase, Right. And is so, that what FHA first? Um, I was say, can we no. talk about the difference between these loans? Because actually, I had federal no house, idea. Federal Housing Administration. Okay. But it usually works best for host, first-time homebuyers. Okay. Um, and that's, it's a really great program because they allow for a little poor credit, you know, not as much of a down payment. And when I say poor credit, I'm not saying terrible, but mm-hmm. but just something maybe a little bit lower because you don't have credit. If you forgot credit. to pay your target bill a few times. <laughs> yeah, if you forgot that. <laughs> or maybe you just don't have a lot of credit. You know, you don't have cards open. You don't have a mortgage payment. You don't have a car payment. Mm-hmm you would qualify for a program like that. And it's just really meant to give buyers that boost that they need to get started. Right. Um, And so FHA being a federal program has a lot of rules and they don't like peeling and chipping paint. They want to make sure that you've got Mm -hmm. the proper outlets where you're supposed to, and that they're going to like ground fault. Yeah. Good roof, good windows. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If you're, I mean, we're all, when we buy our first house, we're all broke already, right? Mm We barely have enough money to get to buy the house. What do you want to get into a house that's going to require a ton ton of of work work and upkeep, upkeep and money to fix Mm -hmm. it. Right. Mm -hmm. So the point is like that with rural development as well, we don't want to put you in this house if you're broke as a joke and don't have any money to fix it. Right. Can you do an FHA loan anywhere or can it only be in like certain areas? An FHA loan can be anywhere. Rural development is where you have to be within certain zip codes. There's a whole website. You can just go look up a zip code. So like Maine Cato itself does not qualify. However, St. Peter, Eagle Lake, Madison Lake. Garden City. Garden Garden City. City. They do qualify, but acreage type properties or properties with outbuildings Mm -hmm. are a little bit trickier because typically those have peeling or chipping paint. What's an outbuilding? An outbuilding would be like a shed. Oh, or like a secondary <laughs> garage. But if it's in really good shape, like if it's just like a Morton building. Have I paid attention to that? No. Okay, so maybe just send me some quick pics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, you'll be good. It's funny because like when my husband and I bought our house in 2018, we tried to qualify for like an FHA loan because neither of us have bought a house before. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, my husband has really good credit because he doesn't spend his money on anything or buy anything. He's kind of a hermit in that way. Okay. Um, in the best way possible. Blessings um, to him. That's what we need those guys for. But they wouldn't. We couldn't do an FHA loan. We had to do conventional. Well, you probably 
couldn't like not do FHA, it probably was just a little bit more prudent for you to do a conventional okay. mm-hmm. because you would save money in mortgage interest, mm-hmm. um, your overall interest payment. Mortgage insurance. Mm-hmm. That's okay. a big thing is that like if you qualify for conventional, I would put you in a conventional loan over an FHA loan. Okay. And the reason for that is because of FHA loans, for the most part, are going to have mortgage insurance for the life of the loan. So even when you get under that 80% loan to value, you're still going to be paying that mortgage insurance. Mm -hmm. That makes sense then. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it still is best for anybody to be in a conventional loan. Um, It just, for a lot of people who are just up and coming and just starting Mm -hmm. out, that really is a good program to get them on their feet. Not everybody has 20% to put down. Mm -hmm. Or I think we put like 5% down on our house or something because we tried to do like the barest minimum. So I think that that's a common misconception too, is that you have to have a full 20% down. You don't, even in Mm -hmm. conventional, there are 3%, 5%, 10%, 20% down programs. It's just once you get to that 20%, you're eliminating that mortgage interest. Mm -hmm. And that is sometimes a pretty decent chunk of your payment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I will speak to the 20% piece. For example, I get a lot of folks right now, not a lot that I don't even want to start with, lead with, they're getting divorced or they're separated. (laughs) On our wedding podcast. (laughs) Yep. Um, Shoot. We're being real with you. Reality. Um, Things happen. Let's let's go a different direction here. Let's talk about like maybe you don't have two years of solid employment or you decided to pick up and switch career paths like Jenna over here. And you don't have, I'm just saying. (laughs) Thank you for the call out. If you don't have like a two years of solid, um, you know, employment history of the same line of work, sometimes an an investor or underwriter will not accept that as income. Mm -hmm. However, I have what we call some in-house products, some loans that we can put on our books if you have 20% down. If you're getting married and mom and dad want to gift you guys 20% down to buy your first house Mm -hmm. and you don't have steady employment, maybe you're just getting out of college, not saying you won't qualify for conventional because you very well could. Um, but if they want to help you out and get something done easy and maybe the property is a little unique, we can't find comps for it. Mm-hmm. Really easy program for us to get you into a house. Now I'm telling folks all day long, every day, you can always refinance, you find your dream house. Now that's, mm-hmm. that's what we've been talking to our clients about. Now they're finally in an opportunity to get into a house and it's, it is still multiple offers every once in a while. Yeah. But if you can find your dream house now, you're not married to the mortgage. We, mm-hmm. You can always refinance. And we're the forecasters, or if we're financial forecasters, are making things looking great by the end of this year, next year, first quarter, you'll be able to refinance and you're not. So we yeah. say stuck to date the, the rate and marry the house. I'm so good at dating the rate. Your your rate is, what did you say? I'm just really good at dating the rate. (laughs) Dating the rate. I'm more of a long-term gal. Uh, (laughs) So your interest rate can always change because let's say, you know, you get under contract and you, you close on a house. And a lot of these people who are just closing on houses, say like right now, they're getting like a seven, eight percent. That's what rate. I was going to say. People are scared to do Rates that right are now. A little bit high. However, historically, they are extremely low. Go talk to your parents. Mm-hmm. Ask them what their rates were. It was probably between fourteen and eighteen percent. Yeah, and like sometimes 20, like, up into the twenties. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so historically, rates are still really low. Mm-hmm. That seven, eight, nine percent felt a little scary because we had just seen. Two percent. Mm-hmm. It will never be that way again. Mm-hmm. I can, I right. feel like I can really confidently say, and I'm not you, any any kind of fortune teller, but you're never going to see two percent again. Five percent. Yeah. Phenomenal. Do you think that people that are locked into that two two point five percent are going to stay because of that? A oh. lot of people mm-hmm. will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unless their situation changes. Sorry. Oh no. You're that's fine. exactly where mm-hmm. like 
we're at right now. Yep. That's where we're locked in, but we kind of, you know, have to make the move. So yep. Yep. I will just throw in real quick there. So as a lender, yeah, I, I mean, every single person in my book of business refinance. So they're all at 2%. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I call and say, Hey, how are you doing? How are the kids? But <laughs> why are you calling me? <laughs> Do you need something? <laughs> like, well, we have a really great checking account right now. It's 5%. You know? <laughs> um, just true. But anyway, um, back to that though. I have a lot of um, folks calling me. They say, you know what? Is there any option? I want to do a full remodel. We're not going to move, mm-hmm. but is there a way I can get a second mortgage? And we have that product out there. You don't have to touch mm-hmm. your first mortgage. You can leave it at 2%. We can take out a full fixed second mortgage for, for whatever, you know, to update. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remodel, get new windows, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just another option out there for and those. And I'm over that, here like, just get a, just get a different house. Oh, hi. It's nice to meet you. Oh, you want to update your house? Oh, why don't you talk to my friend Jenna over here? She'll just find you a new one. one. Just get a whole new (laughs) one. All the things you want. Um, Okay. So now, do you guys recommend just like through like a realtor perspective or like the mortgage perspective, is it better to buy a house? It doesn't work. The... The, the lights keep going out on us. And Cynthia's the, standing on a chair. It's fine. I like recording in the dark. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We can sit in the dark. <laughs> Is it better to buy before, like, you're married and in, or engaged, or is it better to do it after? So here's my opinion on the matter. Real estate is a long-term investment, and it's also an investment for long-term wealth, okay? So if you are in a position to purchase a home, it is absolutely the best idea to do that. And I say that for a number of reasons, not just because I'm an agent, right? So if you're able to get into a home, even in this market, for even if it's a lower-priced house, $150,000, right? Over time, that's only going to appreciate. Let's say you buy a house and in five years, you meet the love of your life. He's got a $200,000 house or a $300,000 house that you want to move into. Let's say you're in a neighborhood that allows rental licenses. You can Mm. keep that house as secondary income Mm -hmm. or you can sell it. You basically have used that home then as a savings account and you cash out. Like there is no wrong, no. in my opinion, in purchasing a house before you maybe have like that life partner you want. Mm-hmm. I also will add that I've recently had probably three to four couples that are buying houses together that are not married. And that's okay too. I think mm-hmm. people have a misconception that, oh, you have you to, have be, to married be married to buy a house together. No, you don't. You probably don't want to buy a house with a dipshit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Typically, no, but it has been done. (laughs) They don't exist. It has happened. It has happened before. Um, So it just makes for, you know, a little bit of messier than I'm just going to move my underwear drawer out. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, When you don't make it. But but at least there's not paperwork. You just got to, I mean, there's not multiple paperworks. The house, yes, but yeah. Yeah. there's not other stuff. Right. That's yeah. all. That, you're going to need to get an attorney in here to talk about that because yeah. neither one of us are qualified but to do talk you know about one? that. But, however, you know, we could give some advice. Yeah. <laughs> Just personal experience. Not legal advice. Don't yell at me, anybody. Uh, <laughs> get in trouble anyway <laughs> we can move on I have a question anyway, that's yes. more left field and also kind of like well you can't necessarily completely answer it what is a normal in like the Mankato area versus surrounding towns versus maybe the cities um a 
okay, it's it's very open of a question. Just shoot it out. We'll figure but it out. Trying okay, trying to figure out like if you're saying like, hey, it's a be- good investment no matter what to purchase a house. Mm-hmm. Now, some people may look at how much they're paying for rent versus how much they pay in a mortgage. How much does it differ? And I know it all matters of like the house in the area and all that. So it doesn't necessarily have to differ greatly. Mm-hmm. It's just the different. I mean, the main difference between owning your home and then renting is you're paying somebody else's mortgage, mm-hmm. right? So you are sending that $1,500 a month just to pay for the spot that you live when in theory you could pay that same $1,500 a month, cover your mortgage payment, your insurance, your taxes, all of that, but it's going into that account, Mm -hmm. you know, that, and I'm doing air quotes here, that's eventually going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. In a I, renter situation, you are never going to get that money back. Right, yeah, see, in yeah. a homeowner situation, it's going to live in this arbitrary account. And then when you are ready to sell again, you're going to have all of that equity built up. Or like Jocelyn said, you're able to use that equity as a secondary mortgage to maybe fix up the house, maybe mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. something with it, maybe put on a beautiful deck and redo your backyard or maybe finish a basement. There's so many options all there. All three things you just said is what we're planning on doing to our house. See? Okay. Yep. See? So you can so you can <laughs> do that, you know, do a cash out refi, get that money out and and make those changes, but then when you go to sell, you're going to make that money back. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Most of the time you're not going to lose money. Most of the time. Of we're the time. never going to see, you know, I think a lot of people when rates got a little bit volatile, are thinking back to like the 2013, 14 years when things were really dicey. You know, we did, a lot of people lost their shorts on their house, frankly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that right now is not predicted anywhere. There's no forecast that support that. The, The housing inventory is still too lean to have anything like that happen. Right, and just to jump back into like the rent versus buy, Um, I talked to a guy on Friday, so he's 30 years old. He's a single dad, you know, every other weekend kind of a thing. He has an apartment, St. Peter, local dude, okay? He has just always been like, I can never afford a house. I can never afford the payment, blah, blah, blah. His rent right now is like 1100 bucks a month. My mortgage is cheaper than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was kind of yeah. wondering mm-hmm. to go because I'm like, there's some people that can do, like, I know it's a lot more expensive than it used to be, especially with the new buildings being more expensive, mm-hmm. but like there are places where you can get a more like a rent for four or $500. Very, very rare. It's probably very like rare. a one bedroom yeah. studio situation. Yeah. yeah. But up to, I don't know if it's like more like around that thousand now mm-hmm. is it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It is. i mean yeah. i have Especially a, in Mankato. I have a yeah. buyer right now i don't know if you guys know where like the tanninger town homes mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. that was really popular probably yep. when we were all in the college yep. area yep. right and so <laughs> we I mean, almost bought our house right there she oh god the albatross oh, i mean god. the haze we're probably um, in the age range right, that people albatross was like was when it? i was you 16 know, plus you're gonna 19. hate me for saying this but um, we were red rocks well yeah okay we were on the cusp of the haze we're gonna have to actually end this conversation rounders what are we talking south street i don't even know it was the albatross and there were cages okay dancing cages it's like where weggies and noodles is right now that was the albatross that was like the place to be yes i wore pleather pants I would just like to say hey, that's black back. pleather pants. Oh yeah. Anyway, In college, okay. I would Febreze so, them. Okay. Anyway. Go back. Set Anyways, back to my gentleman from St. Peter, sweet guy. Why would I Febreze them? Because I can't wash the pleather 
pants. I had to hide mine from my mom because I was 16. <laughs> but I well, did they have smelled a, like cigarettes. You were 16 at the inside out. And yes. Oh, okay. I didn't smoke, though. They had teen, I didn't smoke. They had smoke free class in 2000. <laughs> 2004. Um, I had a teal snake skin halter top. It's really something. Anyway, so go back to those town and townhomes. I yes. have a client right now paying, right. paying, I think like she said, 12 to $1,300 a month. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. We'll come back to the guy. 30 <laughs> oh, year old. Sorry. Oh, keep going. Oh, he's God. single though, right? Cause we may have some listeners. Yeah. yeah okay, he's perfect. single. Good to know. Okay. Back to Auction him off for God's sakes. I don't know. Say his name. Cool. <laughs> Anyway, rent twelve to thirteen hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Now she's being removed from the house because the 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 owner wants to sell it. He's like, "Do you want to buy it?" She's like, "No, I don't want to stay here." Yeah. And so he's just going to sell it because he can make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And now she's out, you know, looking for two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollar houses where her payment's going to be really similar. Oh, that shit. yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to St. Peter guy. Yeah, so anyway. I really jumped off there. No, well, I, I asked that. I wanted to know okay, that. Thanks. Well, I mean, like, it's a real situation. He has enough money to do like 3% down. Mm-hmm. He has good credit. I ran a scenario for him. Monthly payment on a house that was 190 would be a 1500 bucks a month mm-hmm. for him. So, I mean, very doable. And then he owns the home. He's not renting. He has mm-hmm. space for his daughter to run around. I, I don't know. No brainer. Yeah. Right. Can we play a fun game where... We decide on a random house amount and okay. play with the percentages they put down and how much it affects. Because you said that like up to like the 20%, then there's, there's a decrease on the mortgage loan right. that you're paying. So how much does that like affect? Or like what, what, what's the numbers? So we won't probably be able to give you actual numbers, right. but let's say, um, let's say we have a $300,000 house, right? Mm-hmm. On that, if you are a conventional buyer, you can do a 3%, 5%, 10%, or 20% down. There's variations in right. there. Again, talk to your lender. Um, <laughs> once yes. you get to that 20% down, that's when you really get the most benefit because you're eliminating that mortgage insurance piece. Mm-hmm. Anything below that, you have mortgage insurance and really it goes up to like 22%, but it automatically falls off at 22% at 20%. You can request that it come off. Right. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, so what's so, the percent of it? The, is there like a the certain mortgage percent? insurance? So mortgage insurance can run anywhere from, let's say as little as $30 a month. And I've seen it as high as 200 plus uh, okay. a month. Mm-hmm. It okay. all depends on the loan amount, your credit score, your loan, yeah, loan yeah. value. Um, the position that you're in. So it's really hard to speak about like how much it can save you monthly mm-hmm. when we're talking about mortgage insurance involved because right. every, each scenario is different. And again, right, right. I hate it when people call me and they're like, what's your rate today? And I'm like, oh, it it's your rate. Like it's not so the rate. It's your rate. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. so much into it. And I hate to be like, oh, can you fill out an application? Or like, can I work through an application with you over the phone really quick? You can yeah. just give me some basic information. And within five, 10 minutes, we usually have an idea of mm-hmm. where, what you'd qualify for and things right. like that. But I will say this last week when we were talking about like self-employed borrowers, oh my goodness, there's so many different things that can come into play mm-hmm. on what you write off and what you don't write off and expenses. And um, Yeah, I'm going through that right now. So I just sold my house this last week. Oh, congrats. Yeah, thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> and you're building, right? And yeah, we're getting okay. ready to build. And so Jocelyn is walking us through that whole side of things. 
and building is an entirely different beast. Mm-hmm. But I'm also self-employed, with me, which makes it really extra fun for Jocelyn. Because as a self-employed person, you need, you know, several years worth of income to show and consistency. Um, And of course, as a self-employed person, you have the business side of things that makes Mm -hmm. money, but you only pay yourself a certain amount. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just, there's just a lot that goes into it. And so again, having that lender to walk you through that process is super important. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Perfect. So now that we kind of know the idea of like when you're buying it, maybe we can hit on the side of like when you're selling your home. Sure. Um, So as a seller, my biggest tip is to interview agents, interview multiple agents, understand what it is that they're going to do to Mm -hmm. work for you, whether it's the marketing, how they're going to put it out there. Are they going to do open houses, brokers, opens? Um, you know, what are they going to do to showcase your house? We're kind of in this weird mix where we've got a lot of, we'll say, older agents and we've got a lot of newcomers mm-hmm. or younger people who understand social media or just technology in general. There's nothing worse than seeing your house on the market with somebody standing in a mirror taking a picture. We should not be, we should not be using sunsets to take our no. I mean, we're not like I'm selling sunsets or anything. Champagne. Not, and- but I mean, I can hire, I hire a photographer for my, for my listings and it just mm-hmm. makes it look so pretty, mm-hmm. you know, nice and clean. I walk my sellers through the steps. Um, this is what should be decluttered. This is what you should move. Hey, maybe you should do a little bit of painting. Maybe we should do this. Let's take the items off the countertop. Mm-hmm. Let's not have me stand in the bathroom and take a photo of your tub behind me. <laughs> that should yeah. be pretty basic. I kids, love it but... when you put something really interesting, like on the TV, you know, oh, yeah. and put like a little mm-hmm. like a fireplace or yeah. yeah. Like, I like yeah. That. Mm-hmm. See, my photographer does like Photoshop in a little mm-hmm. flame in the fire, yeah, a little, a little so something cute. on the TV. But you know, a listing just came on this last this week is. that had like the actual cable TV on, and I was like, "But why are we doing that?" Guys? Yeah, have you oh, just fortune. Like, we're not highlighting a TV, right? <laughs> yeah, Vanna White. Have yeah. you guys ever seen like those really bad? Um, TikTok videos where they're like showing like Zillow listings mm-hmm. and then there's like a sex Zillow dungeon. Zillow gone wild. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a sex dungeon. What? Welcome basement. to Pound Town. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. I should send yeah. you some yeah. of these. They're wild. They're, but this would be funny. Let's do it for mine. Ours. Go on. <laughs> go on Instagram and like look up Zillow gone wild. Okay. It is oh one of the funniest God. things because you can just see the most bizarre but, but they're thing. professional photos too. So somebody they are legit somebody, went in there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you somebody showed a house with the chick naked laying over her bed, right? 100%. Wait, what? You, you showed this? Oh yeah. I've shown houses before with like seller photos that are, Artwork. you know, pretty risque. Um, you know, <laughs> in oh my God. God. Oh yeah. Didn't take oh it down. My. No. I went to yeah. a neighboring town. I won't see where I walked in with some buyers and there were handcuffs on the bed and I was like you know just maybe as a listing agent I would say hey bud appreciate this but let's go ahead and just kind of tuck it away for they sound like a lot maybe they didn't have the key Jenna yeah they lost the key they swallowed it in some kind of like sex ploy right Okay, so you're supposed to to not know that people live there or anything about them. (laughs) We know you guys are kinky. 
You know, I, I do tell my sellers, it's okay that you know that people live here. Like, it's okay that this is still a house and it's not you want it to feel like just a, home. a perfectly staged yeah. selling sunset house, right? People can live there. You can have family photos. It shouldn't be wild. There shouldn't be a ton. And maybe just keep your sex shit out of there. That's all. <laughs> Yeah. Are people going to look under like beds and things? You know, okay. That's a, a good question. A lot of sellers ask I was, that. Cause I was just cleaning under the bed and I was like, I need to take care of some things. Yeah. <laughs> right. A lot of people ask that sellers or buyers, you know, when I'm on the buy side, walking people through a house, they do open things. Even if it's things that don't stay in the house and you try as an agent to be like, that's not staying. You don't need to look yeah. in the night table. But, oh. you know, sometimes sometimes they do or sometimes they bring a kid with who's, you know, walking uh, through opening things. Oh, my people, God. People, people open now. closets and they should. If you are buying a house, right. you should look that inside, makes sense. right? So have your closets neat and organized. Yeah. Maybe hide some of the things that you wouldn't want right. other people to see. I, oh yeah, you're right. I don't mm-hmm. see maybe like adults getting on their hands and knees and checking adults under the bed. don't but kids do and kids love good to, to present their finds people you know they they're trying to imagine themselves living in that house yeah. and so by nature you know they're opening closets and all that I, it doesn't happen often where people mm-hmm. open a nightstand drawer because most people process this isn't mine. Right. Yeah. But again, kids, whoop, they're the caveat. Mm-hmm. They'll just <laughs> look, mom, look what I found. This is a massager. This looks like That's yours. Fine. This is fine. This I saw massager. that. <laughs> yeah. So, as uh, if you're getting ready to sell your house, number one, interview the agent. I can't say that enough. Mm-hmm. Bring them into your house. Have what's called a CMA or a competitive market analysis done on your house. Tell you know they'll tell you kind of what your house is valued at. Mm-hmm. They'll go through the process. They'll tell you photography needs. You know what their marketing is, you know, um, ideas are. And then you have to hire somebody. You actually have to say, okay, you're the agent I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, sign a contract. Right. Sign I, the contract and then put it on the market. Yes. And so I know some people have a hard time committing to a person, but please don't just call the listing agent. Don't. Yeah. Every so, time you want to okay, look so at that's a house. on the buy side. Yeah. So if you're <laughs> just flip gears, if you're on yeah, the buyer. That. No, that's okay. But if you, that's a super important point. If you are on the buyer side, if you're looking for houses, commit yourself to an agent who is going to work for you, not just calling the name on the sign. And not that there's anything wrong with that. If you're not committed to an agent or you just want to take a quick peek, but you want somebody with your best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. And so if you're starting from the beginning, number one, you obviously talk to your lender, but two, hire yourself an agent as a buyer. A lot of people don't know this, but you do not pay for a buyer's agent typically. You know, generally speaking, you do not. The seller is the person that pays the buyer's agent. You might have an administrative fee or maybe the buyer's agent's fee is a little bit more than what the seller's than what the seller is paying. But typically speaking, you don't pay for for your agent. And so hiring somebody who aligns with your interests and goals, who understands you, who's empathetic to you, who maybe kind of comes off as like a bestie or maybe like a mom or dad figure to you. Mm -hmm. It's really important. Who is Jenna Moore? So (laughs) hire Jenna Moore because I can actually be all of those things. I am all those. I am that bitch. Therapist. I I am. Taylor Swift with you. I will, but you know. (laughs) Um, But when you start to do that, your, your realtor should 
to really know exactly what you're looking for. So like just, you know, when I'm meeting with a brand new buyer, I bring them in my office. We sit down and we have a little heart to heart. Mm -hmm. We talk about what it is that they're looking for. We talk about their lender. We talk about, you know, what they're approved for. We talk about a market strategy. I want them to understand what we're getting into, you know, given the current market. We've got to be a little aggressive. We've got to make quick decisions sometimes. We're going to talk through them and we're going to just kind of make the the decisions that we need to make. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of on that note, really quick, how yeah. fast are houses selling right now? Are you guys seeing? Like, it, because I feel like I see one come up and then two days later it's, it's off the market. It's gone, yeah. And that is pretty typical. A lot of agents in our area are smart and they know to underprice by a hair. It generates that multiple offer situation and then it's off the market. You know, within a, a day or two, we're already pending. And that as a seller is really what you want. As a buyer, you obviously hope it's a little bit different. Um, but for the most part, I would say you're on the market for a week or less. Damn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Given crazy. the price point. If the price point is over, say, $800,000, you are on the market for anywhere from you know 60 to 75 days. Yes. Damn. So if you are even considering looking at houses or putting an offer in, mm-hmm. that's why it's so important to contact your lender, a lender. Get, get a couple lenders. Yep. Hey, get a comparison. We love that. Yeah. Like. As a seller's agent, I would not accept an offer unless I had a pre-approval letter or a proof of funds. Maybe you've worked your butt off and you've saved just all of the money that you've needed and you want to put a cash offer in. I still expect a proof of funds. Mm -hmm. You can't just pretend like you have money. You know, long story short, I have, you know, I had to relist a house where where a buyer came in pretending like they had the money with a different agent, different seller's agent. They went all the way to closing date, couldn't get a hold of the guy. They just let it sit on the market for 45 to 60 days, couldn't get a hold of this alleged buyer who said that they could buy it, had a signed agreement. There's no recourse there. Mm-mm. Wow. He did, you know, he just was yeah. gone. It was just like a ploy. And so, again, having a seller's agent and a buyer's agent who are really dedicated to vetting the buyers mm-hmm. or sellers. And will communicate with really you. Really yeah. important. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh they God. just lost all that time. We had to go in. I had to and come now the in. house looks like something wrong with it. Right. Like, like that. Well, right. And so buyers coming in and be like, well, it's been on the market for 90 days. What's wrong with it? Mm-hmm. Well, nothing. It's just we had an asshole. <laughs> right. You know, just, just an somebody, asshole. Somebody <laughs> who wanted to just be a jerk and it really sucked for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I know. It's there's a lot, yeah. man, there's a lot out there. Mhm. Yeah. Did yeah. we hit on all of the points for Yeah, sorry, I interrupted a little um, bit. Um, okay, so I just wanted to touch quick on like the whole process for a buyer because if yeah. you are a new buyer or somebody who maybe hasn't bought for a while, it's kind of important. So again, you talk to that lender, you meet with your agent, you hire an agent. It's kinda like dating. You better be like, Will you officially be my agent? And then you have that commitment to <laughs> Will each you other. accept this rose? It's very cute. Bring a rose Will to you me. accept this rose? Oh, yeah. oh, oh I would take rose over rose any day, day, buyers. That's fine. Um, But, you know, commit to that agent for you. Give them a really good understanding. Get down to the nitty gritty. What's important? You know, do you need need two bathrooms on the main level? Do you need whatever? Whatever it is. And then let that agent go to work for you. You guys should mutually be sending houses kind of back and forth. Hey, did you see this? This one just came on. Your agent should be setting up a search for you via the MLS. And that's the listing service that our Mankato area has. A lot of buyers will just look at Zillow or Realtor. Totally fine to do that. 
However, you sometimes will miss the opportunity because houses mm -hmm. sell so quick. Yeah. So if Zillow or Realtor isn't updating, then you miss out. Whereas if it's coming directly from the MLS, it'll shoot out as soon as it hits and you've got you know those, those criteria matching. Mm -hmm. You go see a house, okay? You tell your, your agent, hey, we're available at 5 p.m. We wanna go check it out. We're gonna go see. Let's say you fall in love with that house. The next steps are writing a purchase agreement. Number one, you need that, that letter from your lender saying that you're approved for that particular house or with that, that appropriate money. Um, you have to make some decisions on what your criteria are or your contingencies are. So let's talk quick about uh, an inspection contingency. Can't recommend them enough. Have an inspector come into the house, look at every single facet, if for nothing other than just to learn about that house. Okay. Peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, somebody, as a lender, we don't require it just yep, so that we're clear, not required. I would do it. Mm -hmm. And in, you know, in this market that we've had these last two years, a lot of people have foregone the inspection. You can make a house offer contingent or non-contingent. You can always have an inspection. So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind, walk through it, review the disclosures with your agent, really now, consider that. Now, if you do, you do your offers contingent on the inspection mm -hmm. and something is wrong with the house that the inspector finds, is yep. it on the seller then to get that fixed before you buy it or not necessarily that becomes a negotiation tool. So basically, okay. you know, you're under contract for the house, but it's contingent on inspection. Say you have seven days to get that done. That opens up the inspection contingency and you can renegotiate. Now keep okay. in mind, if there are multiple offers, there could be five other buyers waiting in the wing to scoop that up and so a seller sure. may be like hmm they didn't want an inspection we're gonna go with that they could do that however if they're aware that there's an issue with their house they would have to redisclose that problem let's say an inspector came in and mm -hmm. found out that there's just leaking water in the attic the seller had maybe never been up there didn't know but it's just raining through the attic right they would have to redisclose that issue to all of the new potential buyers. So it is typically in the best interest of the seller and in the buyer for them to make those repairs, but it's not legally on anybody to do it. It's just making people aware of the issue. That okay, and so that opens up negotiations. Hopefully you settle on whatever it is. Like let's say there is like some kind of raining roof situation. Let's say you say, hey, we're gonna continue with the purchase, but you do need to have that repaired. You write the necessary amendments, and then really everything gets kicked over to the lender side of things, where they're doing all of their discovery, you know, on your application process, making sure the numbers you said all fit, and then it goes to the title process, making sure that the seller has clear marketable title to give you, um, making sure there's no weird liens on the house or somebody saying, "Hey, they owed me money because I did that rough <laughs> ten years ago," um, and so all of that has to be cleared up in order to actually get to the closing table. Ooh, yeah. That seems like a lot. Sometimes, it is a lot. Is. But again, if you have a good agent, I you I, won't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. I just kept getting messages like, okay, your closing date's the state. Oh, yep. shit, we found an issue. Now it's the state. So like, I mean, we right. had no idea what was really happening. Right. We just knew that it just kept changing. Right. And a, again, a good agent will keep that process moving, keep you pushing forward. The lender will also do the same, making sure that they're getting the documents that they need and getting you to that closing table. Mm -hmm. um, the only real thing is kind of when that inspection happens happens and if there's anything that pops up yeah. you do sometimes have the ability to walk away let's say that something catastrophic is happening in that house 
and it's under the inspection period, you say, "Mm -mm, this one isn't it. I didn't know I would have to spend $25,000 to fix this thing. You can walk away. I have a really morbid question, kind of on like a buyer and seller standpoint. I love this for you. Um, <laughs> like morbid. Where are we going with this? Okay, so buyer let's, say, and seller. let's say somebody dies mm-hmm. of natural causes in their house. In Does the that house? have to be disclosed or is so, it only like murder? Natural causes, <laughs> natural causes do not have to be disclosed. Okay. You don't have to say that. You do have to disclose if there's a murder in the house. Okay. And a lot of, okay, so I actually just had this conversation with another agent. Um, I don't know. It's literally a week ago. Do you ago. know someone that was well, murdered? No, yeah, but you have to deal with this? Possibly. No, there was a house that do was just want for sale. Okay. Well, I'm just thinking for future in case that. I need this. Like. I can't say that. Um, there was a house that came on the market, I don't know, a few months ago. And it was pretty public knowledge that somebody had been murdered in this house. And it wasn't disclosed. Ooh. And so the... Did the, they solve the mystery or we just all think? Is it the house I'm it, thinking of? No, it, it's not what you're okay. thinking of. Multiple murders here in the <laughs> <But> it's 100% <laughs> a thing okay. that somebody was murdered there. Public mm. knowledge, everybody knows, right? Not like crime solved. We know. It's not just what happens at the house while you live in there that you have to disclose it. Like this particular person did not murder somebody or was obviously not murdered, but the previous sellers had had a little issue. And so if you know that something had happened in that house. Show me the Carfax. You have to, you have to disclose it. But for how long? Like 10 years? Forever. 100 years? So even like if somebody was murdered 300 years ago in my my house if it has you, to be in the disclosures if you know about it oh. if you know about that you do you have to disclose a material is suicide fact. the same um oh, suicide yeah. does not have to be disclosed okay it doesn't i you know that's a little bit more sensitive than maybe a murder right um but yeah so nope is somebody suicide, just being eaten alive in the bathtub or something like piranhas <laughs> Issues do you have? Death by no. piranha. Murder. Like first disclosed. episode of Wednesday. On I didn't yeah. watch it. I didn't watch it. I just God. watched that one though. Yeah. <laughs> I, so that was just something because mm-hmm. I mean, Mankato obviously is not like that. So like, I didn't know, right. but like you see the piranha again, part. Sure, sure, sure. Yep, yeah, piranhas. <laughs> um, but you see all those crazy Zillow listings, mm-hmm. Zillow gone wild. That yep. you're like. Somebody died here. Yeah. Somebody right. had to have yeah. lost their life. Yep. So murder, yes, you do have to disclose. Suicide or natural causes, you do not have to disclose. At what point, if it was disclosed to you, it should have been disclosed to every owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then there'd be no reason that there wouldn't be. So when does it happen that like, they don't know about it and that's why they don't? Right. So we, that's, I mean... We if, call those people liars. Right. Yeah. So in my opinion, and again, as a seller's agent, I always recommend that you disclose, disclose, disclose. Because in the event somebody finds out down the road, you can take a seller back to court for lying on those disclosures. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do people do that? Like, what's oh, the point yeah. at this point? Yeah. Well, I mean, not necessarily it? for murder, but if you say never, never oh. had a drop of water in this basement, but let's say your basement starts flooding, you call, you know, the basement company and they say, yeah, I've been at that house multiple times. Mm-hmm. They didn't disclose it. You mm-hmm. can go back for damages as you should. Got it. You know, yeah, you're, yeah. you're buying something that was misled. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you may have a problem trying to sell it in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. Really and so, point. you know, in my opinion, if you have heard or you, you yourself read the disclosure, yeah, there was water, but maybe you've done something to like fix it. Right. You still disclose just because you put, yeah, we've had water in this basement mm-hmm. or there was previously. It doesn't mean that a buyer is going to look that, right. at that and be like, yeah, oh, there's some pump. You did something. But and, like, say, you know, be specific and say, hey, in 2015, there were some serious water issues. We've had basement xyz come out look at this mm-hmm. and fix everything it's guaranteed it's transferable mm-hmm. can you they may- also go back to like the summers or like spring summer fall of like that year and be like okay well yes because this percentage of houses flooded and they haven't flooded after that like and kind of see that or but i also see like when you're looking on realtor and zillow that they have like the flood risk thing like is that sure. i mean i kind of feel like when you're I, looking at a house you yeah. know that that's a possibility then i feel like you know in southern minnesota you kind of have the idea that there is a risk of some type of basement water situation mm-hmm. i'm going to be honest i don't put a ton of stock in zillow when it comes to risk assessments mm-hmm. values zestimates i don't because it's all algorithms mm-hmm. nothing is situational if you actually watch like a zestimate come online you know, if you're looking at a house and like somebody's like, hey, this is going to be for sale soon, you'll see it and let's say it says 200000 But a listing agent puts it on the market for 305000 that zestimate's going to change. It's yeah. just going to flip overnight. Mm. There's nothing, there's no meat on that yeah. own. Right. And right. to add to the water piece, as a lender, we always do a flood cert and we check if it's in a flood mm. zone. Mm-hmm. So if you are in a flood zone, we will require you to have flood insurance. And that's just something to know. Even like in the middle of like Lake Crystal has like a creek. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I had some first time home buyers and they were not in the flood zone when they bought the house. And then they're like, what the heck? A year later, they were determined to be in that flood zone right. because of the area town or something. Yeah. So it, flood insurance can get quite costly. So mm-hmm. I just want people to be aware of that on the on the front end of things if they can avoid it. Right. Yep. We use uh Blue Earth County or Nicollet County Beacon a lot oh, here. Yeah. You can yeah. really you can really learn a creep. lot about people. I freaking you love looking really, at Beacon. Right? You can creep everybody on uh-huh. Beacon, but you can also learn an awful lot about the land too. <laughs> yeah, and, I recently uh, found that, and I'm permits, crazy. Yeah. yeah, any permits that were pulled, mm-hmm. what they bought it for, you know. All that, higher up. all the goods. What what are you doing I just over there? Need to be higher up. <laughs> this doesn't go any lower. And I've been like, Cynthia needs a booster. I can not see you guys. <laughs> okay, when I had like the arm on it though, it was like way too high and it was sitting funny. And then it was gonna fall over. So I thought you'd like that better. Yeah, no, this works. I just needed some cushions to get me higher up. Because now I can see both of you. This whole time I've been here. That's gonna hurt your back. Like, that's, that's supposed to be, that's like, like allegedly that. good posture that she has. No, no. <laughs> how she was sitting before oh, it was yeah. going to hurt her back. Um, where I was is because there's no pillows behind me. So I was showing uh, you where I was without the pillows. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Now she's sitting up. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. Did you get to your, all the steps? We keep, we um, talk about things in them. I feel Start like we closing. did for the, yep. for the buyer. We definitely okay. did. Um, seller, you just, you know, really entrust your agent to get it on the market, get it sold, get you through Take all, that, all those steps. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. just don't let your agent stand in the bathroom. It <laughs> sounds very like 2005. But it happened. I mean, there's at least one listing a week. Really? That comes on with I that. see it on like Mankino Marketplace trying to sell a mirror and it's like, yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that's, Hi. people Hi. are selling, you know, a three, four hundred thousand dollar house. Right. It's not a mirror. Standing in a mirror. We don't have to do that yeah. anymore. Yeah. We have Ooh. tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or um. at least Photoshop it out. <laughs> like it's not that hard. Right. 
Okay, so we kind of talked about this like a little bit earlier, um, but we did get a question from a listener that said, what percentage of your gross or net income would you recommend spending on your mortgage? I like it. Good question. Good question. So um, when we're looking at it from an underwriting standpoint as a lender, we try to use debt to income ratios and we like to use 40% or less. Now we are specifically talking about your mortgage payment. Most of the time you are escrowing your taxes and insurance. What Mm -hmm. that means is that we are collecting a certain amount of money each month to pay your homeowner's insurance for you and your uh, May and October taxes on your behalf. Does that expire at any, like at any point in time? Like, am I going to get a letter that says, Hey, your taxes are no longer being paid in escrow? Nope. Okay. So I shouldn't have to worry because every single time that time comes around, I look at my husband and I'm like, did we pay our house taxes? Because you get that piece of paper in the mail and you're like, Oh God, I'm going to need $3,000. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. You can choose to not escrow after a certain period of time, depending on your loan program. So that's a good question. Um, but the other piece of that is that you're always going to get a bill probably in the mail, even for your insurance, but mostly your tax statement. And you're going to go, Oh, do I owe this? It's terrifying as hell. Um, for me as your trusty lender that also services all our loans, (laughs) thank you very much. I love all my customers. (laughs) A really fun time for me is in August and you'll find that I drink pretty heavy in August because of the fact it's called escrow analysis. And what, what happens then we find out how much your taxes and insurance went up in the, over the last past year. Then we adjust your yeah. monthly payment. So depending on okay. how much that could be, which I just got my tax statement, like, holy cow, your monthly payment could increase by X amount. You do have an option to pay a lump sum, a shortage, and then it's still going to go up basically anyway. Okay. But yeah, that's just to help you out there. Okay. Perfect. And then, um, wait, since we're still talking about escrow, are you still talking about that? No, I'm good. I was going to jump to a different question. Well, earlier we were talking and I wanted to make sure, did we just talk about the difference of what escrow means? Because I come from watching (laughs) Selling Sunsets. (laughs) (laughs) The word escrow can mean a number of different things to a number of different people. We do not live in California in Beverly Hills and we're not opening escrow (laughs) with anybody (laughs) and we're not ringing bells. Okay. So I think you should get a bell. I'm going to just walk around with a cowbell. Do you? Yes. Mind your business. When they <laughs> tore down the old Long John Silvers, they saved the bell. Awesome. Where is it? We're, oh. have to, we're gonna find it. I, I want it in my office. So in Minnesota, we do not open escrow. We just get a uh, a house under contract, and then we do what's called earnest money, and oh, that's yep. like a good faith payment towards you know like your down payment saying we were we're going to do any everything possible to get this house under contract so we're not forging this we're not pretending we're going to put 1000 2000 typically 1% of the purchase price down mm-hmm. on the house in good faith so, and then when you get to the end when everything is said and done that dollar amount comes off the total cash to close yeah so uh, what's it called for you guys? We just call it earnest money. Earnest so money. earnest money and escrow and selling sunsets are the same thing. Are the same thing. But <laughs> now in Minnesota, we have escrow, <laughs> yes. you know, as a couple of different things. So number one, we've got escrow payments, mm-hmm. which are a part of your, um, say, just your mortgage payment that the lender has you do. Mm-hmm. And that's the what Jocelyn was talking about, the compilation of like your tax payments and your insurance payments. And so let's say your mortgage payment every month is $1,000 a month, but your escrow payments are included in that. And let's say that that totals $300 a month. 
your mortgage payment then is $1,300 a month. And then your lender, trustee Jocelyn, will go ahead and just manage all of that for you. They're going to pay your homeowner's insurance once Mm -hmm. a year, and they're going to pay your taxes twice a month. They build in a little bit, sorry, twice a a year. Um, They're going to build in like a little bit of a cushion just in case, you know, that does go up like a lot of people in Mankato are seeing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Our taxes are going up. And so they build a little bit of a cushion so they've got some room to go. So basically just trust your lender that they really, know what they're doing. Well, right. But ask, you know, ask that, ask to make sure that you're going to escrow. Really, it's a much better way of going about it than having to come up with yeah. 2000 3000 whatever it is, it really dollars. Does, yeah, helps you budget. Yeah, it is yeah. really nice to do that. The other escrow that we had just briefly talked about where if... If you're not in a situation like this, plug your ears. But let's say that you have, you know, a septic um, system issue with the house that you're going to buy or as a seller you're going to sell. Let's say your septic isn't in compliance and in order to sell or in order to buy it has to be in compliance. Let's say that the bid to get that into compliance is $20,000. A lender is going to want to open an escrow account, which is completely different than the other escrows we just talked about, and it's going to want to put a chunk of money into that account in order for that job to be done. Typically, it's one and a half times the amount. So let's say it's a $20,000 job. They're going to want you to put $30,000 into an account. Okay, and then when the job gets done, the title company pays that bill for you, sends the remaining money back to the seller, and it's all said and done. That's the other type of escrow. But the one that most buyers need to be concerned about is just the escrow of your taxes and your insurance. Yep. Yeah. That okay. makes sense. You should be doing that. Yes. <laughs> Cynthia Correct. just asked if we should be doing that. It is really nice to escrow your taxes and insurance because it well the septic part, oh yeah. the septic the part. part okay um yeah we can talk offline yeah, yeah. we'll we'll talk <laughs> offline but again it's it is a right. good idea to have that money set aside if you mm-hmm. do have a big project like that yeah. we've seen it with roof siding yeah. things like that mm-hmm. yeah. did we answer that customer customer yeah the yeah. listener's yeah. question listener's <laughs> question Sorry. i know um i Actually, I don't know if they own a house or not. I know her from like high school and everything, but okay. I don't know if they own a rent, so maybe. Well, and a thing too, Hopefully when people don't listening. realize is that we do use our gross monthly income before anything gets taken out. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, when they're doing an application, just put in like what they get paid monthly after taxes like their and net. their health insurance and all the things mm-hmm. get out and they don't understand that they may actually qualify for more. So again, if you have mm-hmm. a trustee lender that can help you work through those things. Okay, yes, because we've, we've done a little bit of a plug of, you know, go through Jenna, but then what's the difference in lenders and why go, like, what's the difference between like you and what, other lenders and going through you, Jocelyn? What makes Franzen bank? Ooh, I like the it. <laughs> Great question. You're welcome. Uh, well, fun fact, actually, we're hitting our 60th year anniversary. Oh, wow. This summer. Oh, Just can't wait to participate in the fun days parade for that. Gonna have something real special I feel on like the you docket. should have like a George Washington wig or something. Oh. oh like you are kind of the queen of costumes. Yeah. I, I will have to come up with yes, a costume is. for the 100 degree day that it usually is mm-hmm. walking through that. It's um, fine. Just don't wear anything underneath. You'll be fine. Yeah. JW with the tank top. Yeah, fun fact, in my previous career, I worked for State Farm Insurance for 13 years. I thought you were going to say you worked for a strip club or something. Oh, <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. Look at me. I've always been kind of husky. My nickname was Hoss, Hoss in high school. H O S S Hoss. No. 
There was a Haas liquor up by, there still is a Haas liquor up in Walker. I've been there. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Right on that road that takes you all the way to Laporte? Yes. Okay. I know that exactly the most the <laughs> sounding thing ever. Right on that world. Anyways. <laughs> Why you should choose me, Haas, your lender. <laughs> You know, I think it is really popular for, especially as, as, us young folks. I'm going to put myself in your category yeah, we're here. Millennials. Um, yeah. I am a millennial still. Eld- we're, <laughs> I'm we're like the cutoff, I think. Millennials. We're, but we're older. all still millennials. We're millennials. But yeah, like I like to go online most of the time. Like mm-hmm, I yeah. really do like to do business online if I can, right? Like I don't yeah. necessarily need to have long conversations with someone if I don't want to, right? Why waste a phone call? That could be an email. Right. And you'll find that there's a ton of online mortgage lenders out there that do advertise really low rates and low fees and this and that and the other. And a lot of them are really, really good, right? But like for me, when I'm dealing about things that are pretty important in my life, like Mm -hmm. listing or selling my house Mm -hmm. or getting a mortgage or even like my insurance agent, I want to be able to call them if I get water in my basement going, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do, right? Mm -hmm. Um... That's when I'll find, you know, I'm like, I'll talk to my customers saying, you can get a quote from these online folks and they usually do. And then they come to me and they're like, is this right? Is this, what does this mean? And I can walk them through the process. The other piece of that is I will always service the loan. There's a lot of lenders that won't service the loan. So right, right now I'm dealing with a lot of my folks had hail damage or insurance claims on their roofs. They're coming to me and saying, hey, can you sign off on this check? We got to pay our contractor and figure this out. And we have such a streamlined process with my team at my bank everybody's friendly they can come in and help you out like that and i'm snapping my fingers yeah like you can hear that yeah you can hear that you're not dealing with 800 numbers you're not mailing checks to different locations in texas and then sitting on hold and it it can be a nightmare that you know what it's what's important to you that may not be so important to someone that says hey i'd rather just you know deal with something online that's fine but at the end of the day my customers so, so, so appreciate that, that I'm there for them and I'm there to help them with their second mortgages and their refinances. And we can, we, we can save you money in the long run. It's can I so give Jocelyn like a quick plug? Oh, for sure. Just, I mean, yes. Okay, so I'm shopping with some buyers right now. We find a house that we love. I called Jocelyn at, I don't know, 9.30 on Friday evening because I was like, hey, they loved it can I get a quick pre-approval? Like we know that they're approved. She's gone through that process with them. She leaves an event. Not that this is typical and we shouldn't expect this of people. I want right. to be very we clear. Yeah. We all need to set However, she was like, absolutely. I'm super close to my house. Let me run back. She does a quick pre-approval specific to that house. She shoots it off. We get the house. This is their dream home, you guys. Mm-hmm. And having somebody that is willing to work for you in mm-hmm. that regard you're never going to get that in an online mortgage. You're going to have right. to wait until the 800 number opens on Monday morning at 8 a.m. You know, Pacific mm-hmm. time. So you can, or what is it? I don't even know. Eastern time? Well, Eastern. I don't know the oceans. I don't. <laughs> Eastern time. <laughs> North, Eastern. Let me Google New York it. time. Pacific, New York time. Pacific? <laughs> is that California? I don't know. I don't know. And either way, it's just having somebody like that who is willing, not that we should abuse it, but mm-hmm. somebody who is willing to actually work like in the non-banking hours mm-hmm. to get that stuff done for you is so incredibly important. And you two have such a great relationship connections and everything right. that if you just use your duo, well, both right. of you, then they're going to get the best of both love, worlds. Right. That's why we mm-hmm. love to do what we do. And of course, we will we'll use other people and we're happy to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. I always say to my clients, 
sense if they're looking for a lender. This is why I like to use Jocelyn because I mm -hmm. know if I call her at 9 p.m. on a Friday, I know that she's number one going to pick up. I trick her into that. Unless <laughs> <Two. laughs> I'm sleeping. Don't Two. know what it's for, but I you'll pick up. Like sleep, but <laughs> we don't know. Friday. On a Friday at 9? Right. No. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not a school night. <laughs> yeah, maybe the wild played night. and they didn't start till 9 o'clock, first of oh all. Oh, my God, I know. I right. finished a book. But I know <laughs> that she's going to pick up and I know that we're going to get what we need done. Mm -hmm. I also know that, you know, during the day I can call her and be like, Hey, this is what we need. We've got to get it done. And we're on a tight timeline because mm -hmm. there's multiple offers. I know that I'm going to be able to get that. If I have to call an 800 number, I'm probably not going to be able to get that. Mm -hmm. And to speak to your own personal experience, Megan, mm -hmm. when you talked about your closing being pushed back and pushed back, mm -hmm. that is, that is very common. We find out with some of these quote unquote online companies, mm -hmm. you know, like we don't know is, is closing going to happen or not. Exactly. So again, Jenna works with multiple lenders. I work with multiple agents. We we love most everyone in our industry in town, mm -hmm. right? So we're yeah, not we're dissing really it. We're really lucky. We're well, super lucky. We're just saying that we've never had a delayed closing. I never. Would say. No. I think the issue is we worked with a company that wasn't local. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think that's, that's where we went wrong. But at the time too, I didn't have the connections that I do now. Right. Like now if my husband and I were to do it, I could call on a bunch of different people to right. do what I want mm -hmm. or the J sisters here. Yep. Um, <laughs> right here. Yep. Yep. Um, but I think the one nice thing that like what you kind of said was like calling in on like this one company or this person, our insurance agency is incredible like that. Cause we work with a local company yep. and no, we're not really talking about insurance. Yep. Um, but, but like same thing we, I literally can call our insurance agent at any time of the day mm -hmm. and they will answer and they'll be like, okay, we're going to run this through. Oh, they'll be like, Megan, let's wait until mm -hmm. this happens to see if, right. if the other person files a claim. And then if they don't, then we're just not going to yep. do anything about it. And I'm like, but that's, that's why this. it's so important to have local people. You know, there's, let's say that your best friend is in the twin cities and they're mm -hmm. a realtor in all, in all scenarios, it's not a good idea to have them showing you houses or selling your house in Mankato. It's yep. different MLS systems. They don't know the market. They don't know the other agents. Like I really like my relationship with other agents here in Mankato. And I feel like that makes some of us like desirable agents when mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I'm submitting an offer to this person, this person. Like they're your friends, mm -hmm. right? It's more like teamwork. Then. Right. It's kind of like a friendly competition, kind of like how we have too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like and when friends. you see a weird mm -hmm. name come in, you're like, they're not even a part of this MLS. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing? You, you're not serving mm -hmm. your client's best interest in that. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, having that and having like a face to talk to, whether it's your agent or or your lender, I think is so incredibly important mm -hmm. so in you your success. Do you feel like between like all the different like realty companies and um, uh, lenders. lenders and like that kind of thing, is there a lot more like friendly competition or is it a lot more like intense competition? I... I disagree that it would be intense com competition. I have, again, really good relationships with other agents here in the Mankato area, and we're really lucky to have that. Um, I, there's another agent in town who I consider to be one of my best friends. We have a, like a, a daily 8.30 a.m. conversation where we download things. She you know, maybe has something coming on, and maybe I have a buyer or vice versa. We try to get our buyers and sellers together and try to get mm -hmm. those things done. We look out for each other, and really, I would say 95% of the agents in this area are the same way. And so really, I, I could never say 
I am the only agent that's going to work for you. Really, Mankato is blessed with a mm-hmm. number of phenomenal mm-hmm. agents. You can't go wrong, you know, for the most part. So you should feel really good. But again, it, it comes down to like that interview process and making sure that that person feels like your best friend, your mom, your dad, whatever it is, um, to walk You're you all through the process. <laughs> and I'm just going to, I'm going to go best. ahead and be your mom and dad. <laughs> That's fine. And the daughter you never needed or never knew you a needed. A little bit of everything, you know, but I take, I take it as like a really big, um, celebration. You know, when we close mm-hmm. something, somebody's like, we really want you to come over for dinner or we want Aww. you to meet, meet us for happy hour. You know, our family is coming to town. You want to pop in and say, hi, I love that it means have you gone to me ever what's up have you ever gone 100 percent. yeah i just i was leaving hy-vee before i came here like i was just grabbing my groceries and i ran into just a a past client from i don't know a couple months ago Mm -hmm. and you know she's like we just keep saying like we've got to have jenna over now that the snow's gone and you can see what the backyard looks like and we want to show you how we did the kids' rooms i was like just call me like i'm happy to come over they're like she's like okay yeah craig really wants you to pop in like shout out to jenna and i had a mutual Um, client and he couldn't get to um, an assisted living for to see his dad for his birthday with dementia. So I brought him Culver's and yeah. balloons. And we, yeah. we she ended up having to go to a, oops, yeah. excuse me, like a, a listing appointment or something instead. Yeah. But we like these are the type of things that right. we do. We, we had a mutual client up in, or no, we didn't even have a mutual client. But we, I had a client way up by Jocelyn's cabin, um, cabin in Starbuck, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Where the hell I is had, that? It's way the hell away. I Lake know. Minnewaska. It's, <laughs> But she, by Alexandria. Okay. she has a okay. cabin on Minnewaska. This was on, what was it? Lake Emily, mm. Amelia, something like that. Yeah, sure. Okay, so Jocelyn and I were like, all right, well, we're going to make a little road trip up there. I'm going to go see the house that I have to sell. Jocelyn is like, well, we'll pop by the cabin. We'll stay there. We're driving up. We pop into like this little bar on the way up. These <laughs> people, These people come in and they're like, what are you ladies doing here? Because <laughs> you don't we're not the here. Reg- we're not the regulars. Here. And so we sit down and we were talking to him. I was like, well, I'm heading up. I got to get a listing ready. He's like, well, where are you listing? I said, Lake, I'm pretty sure it's Amelia. It's been a couple years now. Yeah, it's but Lake, Lake Amelia. Lake Amelia. And he's like, no shit? I said, I, like, I don't know how to respond to that. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, yes, and farmer like, show. <laughs> he goes, he's like, we've been looking for a house on Lake Amelia. That's where our whole family lives. Years. We need another one. We've been searching for 10 to 15 years. And he's like, what's the address? I show him the address. He's like, Don, I'm going to call my uncle. I bet that it's sold by the end of the day. Jocelyn and I are together. We go up there. We go view the house. I get a call. It's the guy's uncle. He's like, I'll put a cash offer in right now. Right now. We'll get it done. He's like, this is what we want. You know, call the seller, see if we can do it. I'm like, okay, I don't really know what to do with my hands here. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, negotiating the deal. But that's like, I don't know. That's Jocelyn and I are just so lucky to have the relationship we do. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're running around doing different things. But when it comes down to work, it's like, we yeah. we've got it here. Yeah. We're passionate. It's so dang fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> you guys got to close the deal and go to the bar at the same yeah. time. <laughs> I mean, but it was like it was a one point three million dollar states. deal. Oh my like, god! It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I've never we, seen that much money a day in my life. Yeah, so. I, I mean, me either other than when the <laughs> yeah. checks were being passed. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, let me just hold it. Shoot. Okay, <laughs> can, I, can I just ask, and I don't know if this is an appropriate question to ask. Oh, boy. So let's say somebody wants to buy a 
$150,000 house because that seems more reasonable okay. to me. Yep. Um, like for where I'm at in my life. If I went up and I'm like, I have an all cash offer. Mm-hmm. Am I handing over $150,000 in cash? No. I think it's just tangible money that you no. own, right? That's just okay. money that's in your account. Um, okay. And so, so yeah, you would make a cash offer. We would get what, what we called before proof of funds. We would show mm-hmm. that to the seller saying, yep, she's got the assets here to make that offer. And then when it comes to closing, this is all done through a title company. It's not like you're handing me the money to then hand in a bag over to the seller. We go like black, black <laughs> briefcase <laughs> over briefcase. Yes. We're not doing briefcase. $100 bill. Kidneys here. No. We're, mm-hmm. we're handing it over. So we go to title, you know, you sign all the paperwork and then you issue your check to the title company. Okay. And the title mm-hmm. company issues a check back to the seller. And are you, are you doing a check then for $150,000? Yeah, a wire or a cashier's check, depending on what you're doing. I'm glad you brought that up because back to like a lending standpoint, and if you do have like cash under your bed, you're saving for a house payment, you need to deposit that into a bank account Mm because we can't accept cash as part of like the money down for You don't know where it came from. Well, Well, right. But there's a lot of people who are like old school mentality and Mm -hmm. save cash under their mattress. Or they're not not burying it in mason jars in their backyard. They do. They've got a hole in their wall that they'll put. put And then they get dementia and forget about it. And then the next people find it. (laughs) (laughs) What the Marty Bird is going on right now? It does happen. I, my like tip money from the serving job that I do a couple times a week, I just put that cash into a little envelope and it's sitting in my yep. like my closet room. Don't share this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I know. We I don't know saying, where she lives. I was like, if people are coming in the house, I'm gonna have to move that. Put it with my under the, the bed stuff. Yeah. No, put, that, put that I, one in your car. I have the same thing. I have like a prescription bottle that I use, <laughs> no joke. And anytime like I get cash, like if I'm selling things or uh-huh. whatever, I'll just ball it up and put, put it in, in there. there and yeah. I did that I saved a lot of money uh-huh. and took that like on vacation with my family right I spent yeah. zero money mm-hmm. aside from my prescription bottle. <laughs> my prescription bottle. <laughs> just my prescription bottle honestly that's a great way to actually travel with cash too yeah <laughs> remember yeah. that yeah. Yeah. Check her away. Yeah. Good to know. life advice from Jenna Moore <laughs> Remax dynamic agents <laughs> Who just snorted? <laughs> Not me. That was me. Okay. That was some. Um, but that was a good question because yeah. I always, every time I hear all cash, I'm always like, oh. I'm like, and I'm like, it doesn't. I'm, yeah, it's tangible. You're not, it, bringing, you're not bringing stats yeah. to closing. No. Yeah. Okay. I was just, I, I've never yeah. had $150,000 in my bank account at one time. So I'm like, yeah. how do people have that? What do they yeah. do for a living? Mm, yeah. <laughs> they are not wedding planners. <laughs> oh, no. Time to find a new job. Sorry, Dan. Yeah. Are you guys hiring? <laughs> I know nothing about either thing. So, um, Okay, is there any other advice that you would give to our listeners about buying, lending? I would just say the biggest thing is just make sure that you're working with somebody that you trust. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, your house is your biggest invest- investment. Um, and so, Besides your relationship, of course. Oh, okay. And potential uh, children or I just, anything like that. No, just kidding. <laughs> I would just say that make sure that you trust somebody. But really, they should feel like your best friend, your mom, your dad. It has to be somebody who, when they're giving you advice, you take soundly and you understand Um I don't know. I think that that's the best way that you can go about it. You're going to feel a lot of different things when you're going through the home buying or selling process. A lot of it is really emotional. And so having somebody who can act as like your therapist, again, your best friend, your mom, your dad, 
does really help sometimes or just be a good sounding board for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. I have another question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now what happens, okay, so let's say like I book with this other realtor, this, mm-hmm. other, this other person, like because I had a very great initial connection. Yeah. Things aren't working out. It doesn't seem like that person cares about me. How, how do you go about like firing that realtor and then like coming, going to you, for instance? Okay, so uh, let's just go like from a buyer standpoint. Most agents will put you under what's called a buyer representative agreement. And that's saying that they're the ones that you're hiring. Um, Every agent does this a little bit differently. The agreements last for six months. Mm -hmm. I always tell my buyers, if you're hiring me, I really appreciate that. Like we'll sign this agreement. If we get down the road and there's like a disconnect between us, if you're like, man, you're not my jam or I'm like, I'm terrified of you. um, (laughs) You know, we, I do I do openly cancel that agreement. I don't like to, and I want to try to find resolve in whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I'm not going to hold somebody to using me for six months. If they don't find trust in me, then that means that I'm at fault. Right. Yeah. Um, so as a buyer or as a seller, you can fire your agent. You just have to say, listen, I don't feel like this is working out. If you do have a deal kind of working, it's hard to do that mm-hmm. because you could potentially then have to pay two commissions, you know, to, mm-hmm. to an agent if that's the case. Um, and so I would really recommend wanting to just find somebody that you trust and then going with that gut feeling. Hopefully that doesn't happen. That would really they suck. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with like lenders. Is that, is that a thing? Can you even do that or not? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, people will, you know, get their pre-approval letter and then shop rates. And on it, you know, I think Jocelyn and I both encourage people to shop that rate, but also shop the lender. And if you're, you know, you're wanting to go somebody who's a tenth of a point, maybe less than what Jocelyn's offering, but they are an online lender or just like a shitbag human. Then <laughs> can I say that? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. Sorry. They're um, out there. I switched to you because my lender appeared unhealthy. Right. <laughs> the last one. <laughs> What do you mean by that? Do I look like a pillar of health? Um, but you know, no, you're right. Yes, like, you do actually. Most you thank you. Um, there's a lot of people that obviously will say, well, I'm going to start with my bank, like that I bank yeah. with. And I think that's what people have a misconception. I have, that you have I've, to use your bank. I have so mm-hmm. many customers that don't bank with friends mm-hmm. and bank and that's okay. Like yeah. at the end of the day, I am here for your best interest on your mortgage loan. Mm-hmm. Does it change your rates at all if you do your mortgage through your bank? Bundle? Nope. Nope. Your okay. mortgage rates are okay. mortgage that's a good, rates. That's a great yeah. question. And most banks, most brokerages have access to the exact same rates. It's mm-hmm. just amount it's just a matter of when you're quoting rates and the time of day and, and the, the type person of program. You're with. And, exactly. And the program I mean, and when you're closing. Yeah. I don't get paid anymore if I'm like, I'm not going to give you a higher rate. Like there's, yeah. there's some people that can, you know, work that way and that's fine. And we don't need to get into the ins and outs of it. But at the end of the day, yes, you want to go with a lender that is just like, like you're picking your realtor, right? Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you have someone that you trust and knows that has your best interests in mind. Right. And I'm You should the- never feel like your agent or your lender is only using you for their own pocketbook. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. should never, ever mm-hmm feel like that yes agents are paid on commission 100 percent. that's it that's how we get paid if we show you a million houses and you don't buy we don't get paid for any of those yeah okay but you should never feel like an agent is like you've got to buy this house just so they can you know make their money yeah, yeah. that yeah. makes sense mm-hmm. cool do you guys have any like 
weird wedding stories. Oh, oh yeah. Like what wedding stories, just because, I mean, personal. We kind of touched on weddings, but like not really. But do you have any like weird things that have happened at weddings you've been working, attending, a part of? Okay, so I will will say, okay, so I was a wedding planner for years Mm -hmm. at a hotel in Mankato. I, as far as the weddings go, for the most part, pretty normal, except I had one wedding who decided to use betta fish <gasps> as Oh my God, that, that was a trend back in the so day. So that was oh, way back no. then. Okay? Now keep in mind, this was at a hotel. I got a call. Uh, what? Tackiest thing I've ever heard. My mm-hmm. cousins did that for that wedding, their wedding. It, I took a betta fish home. I think was, I took two. Oh yeah, Stop. Took the bait. <laughs> you do. You take took, the betta fish home. I but that's like their, that, okay, that, those were the centerpieces. Yeah. Were betta fish, okay? With like greens and a little bit of candle, like fake greens yeah. and candles. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that was a thing. Fish. That's what um, mm-hmm. So the people decided to take the fish mm-hmm. and release them into the pool. Oh. <gasps> Oh, at the hotel. <laughs> no. They have a do pool you, there. Do you want to know how many betta fish there were? It's like floating at the top of the 42. pool. 42. died. Oh, there no. Were 40. And chlorine. Oh, my God. And betta fish fight when they're together. Yes. So that means they hit the they hit the chlorine. I got we're dying at 3 a.m. Oh, no. They have released the betta fish <laughs> into the pool. And I... Believe at this particular moment, I was nine and a half months pregnant. I was just bursting at the seams, and I had just gone to bed at like eleven o'clock. Do you have to go get the fish? And they called me, and they're like, "They've released the betta fish into the pool." I was like, "I don't." What do you want me to do? I don't know. No, it's chlorine, and they're gonna fight each other. Yes. Yeah. So they basically had to wait for all the fish to die and then like Bless scoop them up skim the pool Blech. that was awful you awful. Oh i really God. i had a lot of really beautiful weddings there and i still run into my brides and grooms and i love that part um but yeah that one is I that like even, in the fine lines now like decorations that not allowed <laughs> okay so now do we need to have it like is a, a i actually put that in beta fish right you wouldn't think you would have to anymore because people have kind of you know evolved Lots since then. And also but i did to buy. i had to put that into the rules that was really early on into my career so probably oh seven oh eight you would actually enter that into the rules i that put you cannot it release into beta fish into the hotel uh, just pool. as no centerpieces just oh. no, no fish no fishes allowed. And fish. people would look at that and they would look at me and they would look at that. And I'd be like, yeah, unfortunately, there's it's a happened. reason for that. <laughs> um, that is oh, wild. Mm-hmm. My God. I remember it had to have been around that time. I think I was maybe eighth grade or ninth grade. So it had mm-hmm. been 2007, 2008. Yep. And I remember I was on, like, it was one of my cousins or second cousin wedding, or I don't remember. They're related to me in some way. Right. Um, and that's what they did for their centerpieces. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the night, they're like, take a betta fish home. Was it at the Country Inn and Suites? No, this okay. was up in, like, Malacca or <laughs> something. Otherwise, I'd have you arrested. It was by Hoss <laughs> Liquor. Hey, at least by, one of the ones that she Walker. took to end up in the pool. Yeah, I took two. I took Nobody two betta took fish. any of these. There were together? 42 tables, and there were 42 fish. Oh, I don't God. remember, because it was around that time that my Oh, no, maybe I was a senior in high school. Maybe this was 2011, 2012, so it was mm-hmm. later. Because um, my boyfriend at the time bought me a fish tank. For both of that, them? Because he thought that that was romantic. Oh, a so, sweetie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. but did you, both like your fish peach. die because you put them together? I don't remember, to be honest. Um, okay. Yeah. I remember my goldfish died because I cleaned my tank with Windex. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shoot. That's a really good my idea. My sister had um, two fish named Mary-Kate and Ashley. Way back when. 
and uh, we filled the tank with outside tap water <laughs> in like March and <laughs> and didn't let it like you know burr. not be no, so cold didn't or come temperature. to room temp oh, we no. just popped those babies right in <laughs> and within about 10 seconds they were Someone's gonna oh, call no. PETA we I know please don't do that <laughs> well, we I, were young we didn't know yeah, what we were doing but we did in the past. flush them down the toilet and play Kelly Clarkson breakaway <laughs> and so I feel like that makes up you should have played like what is that in the arms <laughs> of an angel Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. <laughs> I did have a fish that I treated like royalty you guys <laughs> and we got a goldfish on uh, my roommate Harley and we treated her like she was a dog I mean she oh. was she was part of the family and we didn't think she was actually gonna live that long so we're like cool cool like we'll have it for a year or two or something yeah. whatever and she didn't she died finally I think like it was like four years. It was, and oh, she was, so we life. had her in a really small thing. So she yeah. really didn't, you know, she kind of like uh, matched the size yeah. of it, but she was a little short Just and stout. Oh, good she for had, her. Yeah. I, I relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> short and stout. <laughs> I'm a little teapot. Um, her name was Dabra because it was back in the day when like dabbing was cool and we thought Debra would be cute, but then oh, let's Dabra. put a pun on I it. I made her Dabra. I love Dabra. Yeah. She did have some issues though with the water. <laughs> mental Shoot. health <laughs> but yeah. she made it through but eventually i think it did kill her so. oh, oh, i hate that for her yeah. mm. Shoot. god damn dabra yeah dabra oh my oh, god that day when she died oh, god. do you have any fishy stories <laughs> yeah back to wedding stories do you have any wedding stories i feel like you're a fucking blast right yeah. i have a lot of wild wedding stuff but just stuff me being a slut oh <laughs> Let's keep those. Oh my quiet. god! Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I can't. We love there. hearing about stories. People hooking up with people in bathrooms. Yeah. Oh well. God. Well, we're not. We're not. <laughs> I walked in on a lot of those at the country inn. <laughs> a lot of bathroom really oh, uh-huh. situations. Man. Oh yeah, people are nasty. Like the, you're in a hotel. Go upstairs. Your room Just is go literally. To a room. Yeah, you are away. literally like our venues now. It's like where are you gonna go? But we get when it. you're in a hotel, there are so many options. Go to yeah. a room. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, we had a listener write in a couple months ago on our 40th episode or something, and she talked about how they're the guy that who was staying in the room with them like was banging some chick, oh, and yeah. then yeah. Like, she ran out. Yep. Naked. Oh, 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 oh. So, yeah, you'll have to go yep. back and listen because it's yep. a wild story. We had uh, whirlpool wild. suites at the Country Inn too. Oh, I've stayed. Those one. would yeah. really, those would really be oh. pretty nasty the next day. I wish you would have told um, me this uh, about 12, 13 years ago. Can I tell you non-wedding related story really quick? Absolutely. So, um, we had MRCI at the time cleaning the first floor mm-hmm. um, hotel rooms, just normal cleaning, yeah. right? And I'm trying to like figure out the best way to say this. So they would go in, you know, do their cleaning and they would always have like kind of a chaperone of sorts with them. Mm-hmm. That the particular lady had stepped out to go check on another room. The workers came out holding an item in the hallway up for everybody to see, kind of waving it around. <laughs> Look what we found under the bed. The room had been rented by like a traveling 
nurse. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking like Minnesota was a Vikings player uh-uh. for a second there. Oh, no, no, no. No, it was like a weekly rental for like a traveling nurse who had stayed there forever and had left her items in the room to go home for the weekend. And then, you know, she'd be coming back. Well, they were Should cleaning we a little the room, too changing everything out, and came across <laughs> the item yeah. of floppy nature. And <laughs> whatever, whatever gets you through the day. Wave was waving it around the hallway. Well, she was upset that she was home without that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, waving boy. it around the hallway. Oh, no. Look how we found. Was there a lot of people in the lobby? Uh-huh. <laughs> it was not a quiet thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, man. A lot it, of ruckus. Is it weird now that I feel like if somebody saw that happening, it'd be like, eh, it's just another Tuesday. Yeah. Like, it's like so much more like accepted, accepted. now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tell us where we can find you guys uh, if they're looking, if anyone's looking for your services. And um, Okay. So you can find me, Facebook, you can find me, Jenna Moore, Remax Dynamic Agents, and Instagram, Jenna from Remax. Um, you can reach out to me on both of those places, or if you're of the phone variety and just want to call me or text me, 507-317-2863. Perfect. Ooh, bold. I can't wait for all of our creepy men. I don't mind. No, you. just reach out. It's fine. We'll talk about <laughs> your like, house. like, hi, hello. Like, what are you wearing right now? Yeah. Um, this. <laughs> Do you want to buy a house? <laughs> I have one for sale. You sound I'm, like the perfect person I'm wearing person for sweatpants. <laughs> Khakis. I love it so much. <laughs> And to find me, as in Jocelyn Mansky at Franz and Bank, um, you can reach out to me also on Facebook, just Jocelyn Mansky, J-O-S-L-Y-N-M-A-N-S-K-E. Um, or you can just shoot me a call or a text, 507-848-5029. Um, or just call the old Franz and Bank and Trust in Lower North Mankato, and they can, they can direct you right to me. I am a licensed mortgage lender. So I do actually have an NMLS number, which I need to tell you guys about. <laughs> it is 1452895. Compliant. Ooh. I am also an equal housing lender. <laughs> Compliance insert I'm, piece there. There you go. I'm just going to cut that Perfect. whole part out and put it on like our TikTok. And then people will be like, yes, these two. Yes. Okay. Here's our phone numbers. Call us anytime Perfect. of the day. You'll just start getting a bunch of unsolicited like dick pics or something. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Honestly, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love this. Okay. Um, as always, you can find me at Megan.Felber. And me, Cynthia Strasser. We are the Corner Booth Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to go to our website, it is thecornerboothpod.com. Don't forget to rate, review, review and, oh, subs- and subscribe. Right. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I thought we had a mantra there for it, but apparently not. No, we, we normally do, but I fucked it up. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say something else. But I don't remember what it was. Well, that's fine. Oh. Well, thanks oh, for having I was us. Say we go live every yeah. Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Yeah. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Perfect. Okay. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. So at the end, we usually do a check, please. So because we you know, sit in the corner booth and now we're going to ask for our check. Yeah. Check, check please. please. Hey, oh God, that was great. That time. Love it. All right, we need to think about your guys' duo names.